Lousy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Fly Sweep Podcast, partnered with RaiderRamble.com. Head on over to RaiderRamble.com for all your Raider needs. On today's episode, we got a special guest with us. And with Brad today, we're going to be talking about the victory against the Broncos on Monday night. Give a little preview of Sunday's game against the Chiefs. And then check in on the rest of the division. Jose, why don't you go ahead and introduce Brad to the people for us? Oh man, Brad's one of the most hardworking people in writing business right now. Like this guy is making just Blog Baby, who I've been a part of since he's been there, just like an honor to write for him, just the things that he's helped me out with. Like this guy is like, I consider like not just like, oh, he's just an editor. Like, no, this guy is like a pretty cool friend of mine's and that I just respect his work. I love reading his work and just everything that he does. So anyone just make sure you check out his work on just Blog Baby. You know, he does a great job, and it's all because of him. Appreciate that. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, no problem. I know. I just joined Just Blog Baby, and Brad's Brad's been awesome. He's been a, a great help for me, and definitely one of the, the better editors out there for one of our Raider sites. Jose, you uh, you sound like you had a little fun last night. How are we doing? Uh, my voice is hanging by a thread <laughs> somehow. I'm going to have to keep uh, hydrating just to try to keep it all just keep the the wipe the pipes a little lubricated so I can talk. But yeah, as you can tell, it was a it was a thriller. <laughs> it was a thriller last night. With a, it was just cool, like just tailgating with everyone who came in from all around the world. Just entering the game, I didn't even think like you just didn't you just didn't even know where you were because it was just surreal, surreal, and it was like one of definitely one of the top experiences at the college. Just entering it, just everything, just so loud so great vibe and then obviously once kickoff comes you know all the amazing a b chants uh i think they were saying duck a b or something like that good luck yeah. good luck yeah, good luck you guys that must hey, be so... the uh the espn tv edit <laughs> right. were you guys able to hear that on tv i was curious oh yeah loud and clear yeah yes yes good thing the kids went to bed early <laughs> <laughs> no it, yeah. was, it was awesome i might have I might have partaken in a chant or two, but uh, <laughs> it was pretty awesome that they actually won, like, pretty nearly dominating fashion. I did not see that coming. You know, last week, I didn't think that they were going to win, Matt, with, yeah. uh, even with AB, let alone without. Yeah. But this is a great, that was a great statement win, man. It just reveals just a lot about this team, what they got going on, and that car in the second year, it's just, it's going to be night and day, so... I just can't wait to see what else more is going to come. Next week is going to get a lot tougher because, you know, yeah. we are playing the Chiefs. Yep. But um, I don't know. Last night's game was just awesome for the in-game experience. But how about how would you see watching at home last night, Brad? Well, you could, like, feel the excitement come through the television. Um, you know, the uh, the crowd was pumped up before the game. For the, for the Raiders to go out, you know, the last home opener at the Coliseum, last Monday night football game, I thought they – they had a game plan, and they executed it. Uh, I was I was almost surprised by how well the combination of Colton Miller and Trent Brown did against, you know, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. Uh, Carr wasn't even touched in the game, and, and yep. you can see what he can do when he has time. I mean, it, it looked like the car from three years ago. So that that was exciting, and then 
you know, for guys like Tyrell Williams and to step up and just, just become a wide receiver one right in front of your eyes. And even, <laughs> you know, Hunter Renfro has two catches, but one's a huge one down by the goal line, you know, and then um, I was, I was really pumped towards the end that they decided to go for that first down, you know, to, to seal the game. So uh, I didn't want to put the ball back in Denver's hands. It looked like they were, you know, they were starting to roll a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. good to just end it there and uh, get out with a win. Yeah, I mean, you said it perfectly, like zero QB hits, zero sacks for the Broncos. And I mean, Jose and I were talking about it in, uh, last week. That was that was going to be the biggest key to the game. And obviously they answered the bell. Colton Miller stepped up big time, changed a little bit of the narrative from last year. And I mean, Trent Brown proved he's worth the money. And of course, you know, the whole offensive line deserves credit when it's like that. But I mean, when there's probably the best pass rushing duo in the NFL in Chubb and Miller um, on the edges, you know, those guys deserve most of the credit. They, they killed it all night. And I mean, Brad, you brought up that play to seal the game uh, to grant to win. Well, Colton Miller showed some damn good athleticism out there, getting out there and blocking the DB to spring grant for the first down. And I mean, overall, I mean, it was just a, a dominating performance. Like, like I don't, I never felt like the game was in question. I mean, from drive one, they went down and shoved it right down the Broncos' throat and never looked back. Yeah, and, I, and I, a couple of things I thought were huge was, you know, keeping them out of the end zone towards the end of the first half. Yep. I mean, you could, you know, they score there, and it, it almost wipes away how dominating the first half really yeah. was, you know. And then the other thing was getting off the field on third down. I mean, that's something that the Raiders have just broken your heart over the years, third and 11, third and six, you know. The team gets seven, they get to 12, they, you know, they keep getting the first downs, keep the drive going. I mean, the, the, the team speed on the defense from, from Abram to Farrell, to every, I mean, they, they were able to get off the field on third down and continue drives on offense on third down. I think that was a huge difference in the game. Yeah. I mean, I know one of the things that I've loved about this defense throughout the preseason, and I think, Brad, you're talking about it a little bit, is every game it feels like, or at least last night and the preseason, it's felt like, there's never really been one real standout player. It's just the defense as a whole playing really well and playing together and playing fast. And I mean, that's huge. You know, I, I felt like every tackle there were like, you know, nothing but silver helmets around the ball. And it was just, it was good to see. It was, you know, a big change of pace, obviously from last year. And I don't, I don't know, just seeing them flying around and playing good team defense is something that, I'm fired up about, and I think it's going to be huge moving forward. And that's a huge proponent of having young players on the team, putting them all in there, ones who want to fight for their fight for their careers, you know, come out there excited, explosive. So that, that's definitely in ties to that, which was night and day from last year after Gruden brought in all those veteran, damn near retirement senior citizen, <laughs> senior citizen players last season. So just to flip the switch was just a great sight for sore eyes. Um, I feel like the defense was surprisingly good. Like the pass rush, it was okay. You know, it's not like they made a huge impact, but when they needed to get the sacks, they did. So that was great. Um, they did have three. So, you know, they're already almost, what, like a quarter down away from <laughs> tying yeah. that already. ten more. I'm just glad that with, with, with them being able to hold out Denver for relatively the whole game because the last score, you know, it's like, you know what, it's going to happen. 
that last quarter. They've they've been battering on the walls. Eventually, they're going to break through. But the fact that they're able to hold Denver's offense for pretty good majority of the game, that's just telling me that okay, they're good enough to handle you know the subpar offenses. So that's good. At least we know. All right, if they're playing a bad offense, then look. You know, if it's someone who's their equal and a little better, you know, they might they might struggle to get like more than a few stops. So that's going to be key to next week against the Chiefs. Hopefully, in the case of back to the offensive line, you know, Colton Miller does it again. Um, it's great that he played a phenomenal one game. Let's see him do it for a longer stretch, and then I'll start giving him his props. I mean, of course, props for this game. Good job, because Bradley Weiss and I mean not Bradley Weiss. Bradley Chubb, you know, if you guys didn't know, why, uh, he's actually uh, related to Bradley Chubb. No, yeah. not really. Not just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I was shocked that Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb didn't get even get there. That was the huge thing. I mean, that's that's pretty much the elephant in the room of anything that happened. My biggest takeaway, next to the defense actually being able to shut down a subpar offense. So it was just great sight to see, and just shows that without even without um. You know, you know who Voldemort, those, the, those who that those who <laughs> he shall, shall we not name. speak of? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're still going to be a great football team. This well, I don't want to say great. Well, <laughs> brother, but I think they're going to be entertaining and good to watch, and it's, it's just going to be phenomenal, exponentially better than last season. I agree. I, I mean, I, I feel like you almost had to have that one last night. You know, this this uh, uh definitely this schedule is going to get really definitely. really tough. You know, starting. Sunday when you know the MVP comes to town so um a healthy Colton Miller is a is a is a definitely a change and boy that Trent Brown he is a man huh with seeing him in the pads and wow I mean yeah Von Miller Miller looks so small (laughs) against them you know and that's a hall of famer so yeah and how about our guy Benson Mayoa (laughs) been practicing I know I got it and Josh Morrow well, yeah. what was, what was there was, you know, what I liked about their rush, and Jose hit it on the head. Like, they, it wasn't like it was a great rush, but when they got there, they they were going for the ball. Like mm-hmm. they, they they were trying to lock, jog that ball out of Flacco's hand every time, and uh, and and just big big plays. It wasn't it wasn't volume, but it was definitely quality for sure. But we do like to get get the balance in this podcast, so. I do want to talk a little bit about the negative. There's not much going. There's not much that I saw. Like again, it was a pretty dominating effort. But I do want to talk a little bit about you know where they can improve next week and and who's going to have to step up against Kansas City. And I mean, the first guy for me that comes to mind is going to be Trayvon Mullen. You know, um, I give him credit. He kind of came into a bad situation coming into the game cold um, after Conley got injured, and you know. I don't know what Conley, the severity of Conley's injury was, but you know if he's getting taken off on a stretcher, I, I'm going to lean towards he's not going to be available against the Chiefs. You know, hopefully he's all right, but I have a feeling Trayvon Mullen's going to have to play against the Chiefs, and you know, it was tough for him to come into the game cold and have to cover the Broncos' best receiver, especially when that is Emmanuel Sanders, who's a proven veteran at this point. He's definitely going to have to step up next week when – Sammy Watkins comes into town and, uh, you know, at least Tyreek Hill's not playing, mm-hmm. but, you know, like Brad said, the MVP's still coming. <laughs> yeah, and, and Hill, Hill not playing is a huge break. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a couple areas where I I was a little worried last night. Obviously, we still had a couple 
the stupid penalties throughout the game, which is kind of the Achilles heel for years now. But also the Broncos work in that middle of the field in the passing game. I feel like when you start going up yeah. against Mahomes and guys like Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that, who we're, we're going to face in the next couple of weeks, that that's where they're going to target, man. We're still having trouble covering the tight ends. We're still having trouble covering the middle of the field. So, um, that's going to be an interesting chess match to see, you know, next week. Yeah. Trayvon Mullen, man. I mean, yeah, you know what? I think you're being a little too harsh on him, Matt. Usually he just got thrown out there. <laughs> yeah, no. Into the sure. fire. I mean, obviously, it's like, it's like, all right, you know, you, you got a wake-up call this game. You better come back next week because Sammy Watkins is not looking like a slouch after his matchup against the Jaguars. Um, but, damn, you just reminded me, that was Gary and Conley that got injured because I didn't – it was really kind of unclear in the stands – but, man, I can't believe Conley got – I mean, thankfully, it, what it sounded like eventually that, oh, he's going to be fine overall. Yeah. You know, it's not as serious as they originally thought. Thank goodness. You know, prayers up for him. Hopefully he gets healthy and comes back, not just not just so he can participate, but because if he comes back fast enough, that means the injury wasn't as great as – wasn't as bad as we thought. So that's going to be a – that's going to be a big loss if he's not there next week. But um, you know, next man up, Trayvon yeah. Mullen, you gotta show what you gotta show what you're worth. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it, it was definitely scary on TV too. And yeah. they, they came back from commercial and his face mask was off and stuff. Oh man. Yeah, yeah I didn't had, even see they that. They had his whole body strapped. It wasn't just like his legs, it was his whole body. So. Yeah. So yeah. That's just showing that they were making sure that he didn't just like snap his neck or something like that, or just any spinal drop or any spinal trauma, which clearly yeah. what's if they did that, I'm, then I'm assuming obviously they were Thinking the worst, so just yeah. great news that it sounds like he's good then. Yeah, yeah. And I think Gruden had said all the reports he got, he's going to be okay. So, you know, so that's definitely that's definitely good. Yeah, so, it's definitely good for the long haul. Need Conley yeah. in there. Yeah, especially for uh, next week in Kansas City when they come yes. to town. I mean, like Brad said, I mean, this pretty much we all knew that the Raiders needed to get yesterday's win, um, especially what's been happening last month. Great statement win. Now you have. Another great measuring stick. Um, arguably, measuring stick's not going to get any better than week two until the next time you go into Kansas City to play them. You know, this Chiefs, obviously, one of the best teams next to the Patriots. It's, oof, that offense is really going to test that defense. Um, how the Chiefs' defense fare, you know, they've they gotten better than last year, but I personally think the hopefully, from what we've seen from this last night's game, that the, uh, I mean that the Chiefs get lit up from this Raiders offense. That Derek Carr is slinging that pill again. Derek Waller needs to go off in that game. That's the only way you're going to beat this Chiefs. This Chiefs team is you're going to have to out outscore them. And I don't really. I mean that's you know it's pretty crazy to say like oh the Raiders are going to outscore the Chiefs. Like you know the, that defense is going to have to create some turnovers. So I think that's going to be the key to the game. What we're going to look for. I mean I think it's going to be hard to see the Raiders win this one you know you know it's going to be you know being two weeks in a row saying oh the Raiders aren't going <laughs> to win it even though after last week I said that too but now it's like okay this is different yeah this is the Kansas City freaking Chiefs all right as much as I hate to say it you know they're a rival of ours they're just, they're just a great team yeah so them rolling into our town um that's probably the advantage we have and hopefully we're able to get them to have some penalty issues and creating turnovers that's going to be the number one way to beat them I mean yeah. That's that's the only way I could think I could see it, other than the offense scoring up hella points. Um, how do you view it, Brad? Yeah, I, t I totally agree. And you know, when you look at the Chiefs game last week, 
You know, it, it, you know, so it was. They easily beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars were absolutely lost on defense. You know, they're they're fighting. Miles Jack has to be pulled off the field. You know, Jalen Ramsey's acting <laughs> a fool again. I mean, it's 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 a mess down there. But Gardner Minshew goes in a sixth round pick, and yep. he, he kind of lights up the Chiefs defense. So, I mean, we have Derek Carr. They have Gardner Minshew. So that mm-hmm. I, I think we'll be able to score points. But you hit the nail on the head. We we got to get turnovers. I mean. Yeah. Again, last you know, no interceptions last night. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to try to. Mahomes was a little hobbled in week one, so maybe maybe we'll get lucky there too. Maybe we can put some pressure on him. But three right. more touchdowns for him. I mean, he's a he's a freak at this point. But um, I'm I'm a lot more comfortable with this team going into this game than I was when they played the Chiefs last year. So, <laughs> um, I I think we definitely have a better overall team unit than the Jaguars did last week and and they were able they were able to put up points so um if we can score in you know in our building it's gonna it's gonna be crazy again i mean so yeah i i I would say but we're like a 10 point dog so i'm not gonna go out there and (laughs) blast out you know we're we're gonna throttle the chiefs but if we can hang in early and maybe get mahomes's face and you know we'll be able to score yeah um matt it's funny what brad just brought up about oh they're gonna be better than last season but if you think about it, the games that I remember when the Raiders hosted the Chiefs, that they were in that game yeah, from start to true. finish. That they didn't yeah. get they didn't get like the nail in the coffin until I think the final drive. You know, it was only when they went to Kansas City last game of the season is when they got completely ran. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like the last game of the season. I'm pretty sure some of these guys didn't care at that point. Yeah. But now it's they got all these youngsters. So, you know, they got a puncher's chance, maybe even more than that. Yeah, turnovers. Um, so th- there might be a chance, Matt. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest key, at least defensively, is going to be mixing up the looks on Travis Kelsey, you know, especially with Tyreek Hill out, um, you know, that opens things up for you defensively. You can maybe you you put a corner, maybe you put a a physical guy like Daryl Worley on Travis Kelsey when he's flexed out, but... They're gonna oh, have you're to. Not putting, you're not putting one of those guys on him, dude. You're gonna have to. I mean, put who one else are you gonna put on? You're gonna have to put Jonathan Abrams on him. You're gonna have to because he's not right. afraid to get up in there and just actually knock you out. You know, the only times I've seen the Raiders ever, ever slow down Travis Kelsey was when they had Bruce Irvin kind of, kind of not spying him, but like they had, they were just just beating him up for the first yeah. three yards of the snap. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Throw him off because Travis Kelsey. Is a is a closet was what was what's the word is a closet softy, you know, <laughs> he's not he, people don't really re- recognize that and they just let him get a free release, you know, if you actually hit this guy pretty good the first few yards, he's gonna start freaking out. He's like, whoa, what the hell was that? What just happened? You know, like the first time you get dazed and he's like, I don't even know what to do anymore. So that's the best, that's the only way to do it to be honest. Or not, I, not, I, mean, I don't even think Nicholas Morrow is capable of that. No, I completely agree with you on Morrow, but the reason why I bring up Worley is he is that physical type of corner that um, I think can that I think can play press coverage against him. Mixing up the looks and making it not the traditional just safety or zone coverage to cover Kelsey and letting kind of Andy Reid pick apart or talk about or what Brad talked about where you know last night with Cortland Sutton finding the holes in the zone, you know Kelsey's going to be just as good with that. And that's where I think, you know, maybe putting someone like Worley or a corner out on, on their best receiver at this point, even though he's a tight end. I, I, I hear you a little bit on 
going with Abram just because he is that more physical guy. But I, I just think you're going to need multiple guys to step up and really be able to stop him. And you're going to have to go away from the conventional wisdom of linebackers and safeties covering uh, covering tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we're basically going to have to be perfect on defense. On the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's What's Sorry, underrated now is uh since they got LaShawn McCoy, I was already afraid of it even without him, but now with him and Damian Williams true, yeah. is a really talented back that doesn't get recognized enough, is that at the number one matchup they're really gonna take they're gonna take advantage of is our linebackers. Mm-hmm. The, you know, people, that was one thing that I was I didn't obviously when you're in the when you're at when you're at the game, you can't really key in on every player as you could when you guys are at home watching the game. But um Apparently, Vontez Burfick supposedly played like a real, like, almost like a Pro Bowl caliber, supposedly, and even Whitehead was playing great. Those two are going to get exposed against Andy Reid and these running backs because yeah. they, they like to flex out their running backs, make them do all sorts of routes. I mean, they're just going to just going to beat them. You know, if they even if they even get a sniff that those linebackers are on them, swing pass, you're gone. Yeah. So yeah. that's I think that's going to be the number one thing they're going to try to take advantage of as opposed to just using Kel- – I mean, of course, they're going to use Kelsey, but I think that's the number one – that's going to be their number one bread and butter part of the game plan next week. Yeah, and I think offensively, you know, Brad touched on, on it a little bit with Gardner Minshew coming in for Nick Foles and tearing up the the Chiefs defense. So, I mean, if you're a car right now, you got to be licking your chops in the film room watching yeah. a sixth-round rookie – tear apart this defense and i mean especially with that with how the game with the game car had last night i mean there's no reason why he shouldn't be tearing them up on sunday but i think you know brad tuck talked about garner Minshew being able to tear apart their their secondary well if you also look at the jags receivers they're not very good either and i mean i'll take the raiders receiving core over the jags and i mean i think that's another advantage too that they have you know they showed out last night. Tyrell Williams killed it, had 100 yards. Ryan Grant made some big plays. And Brad, like you said, Hunter Renfro has uh, made a couple of big Renfro catches like he bit, does. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, and Carr's had some big moments against the Chiefs inside the Coliseum. So, yeah, uh, he's definitely going to – he's going to be comfortable. Um, I think Waller definitely showed that he could end up being a really special player, especially in this offense. So, he, Carr, Carr's going to have – yeah. he'll have his way. And, uh, I mean, I, I was super impressed with Josh Jacobs last night. And oh, yeah. To have that back that can get you the three, get you the four yards, but also come out of the backfield for 28. And it was just uh, what a breath of fresh air that kid is. And he, he gets popped, he gets up, he's smiling, he's jumping into the black <laughs> hole. He's a he's a Raider, man. So yeah. It's, yeah, that <laughs> he's was a, nice. He's a Raider. A Raider. Raider. Yeah, I saw, I forget exactly what the stat was. It was like 50 yards and two touchdowns or something like that. But Jacobs was like the first um, running back to do that in his debut since LaDainian Tomlinson. And that's some pretty damn good company. Yeah, he had like, it was like over 110 all purpose and two teams. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty nice. Well, all right. We already talked a little bit about the Chiefs. Obviously, the Broncos, we played them last night, so we don't need to touch on them. But we got to check in on the rest of the division, which means the Chargers. What did you guys think, fellas? Did you guys get to watch that game much? Did you get to watch it on Red Zone or anything? Yeah, I mean, I watched a little bit, actually. Uh, you know, my father, he's a huge Chargers fan. Oh, my no. mom's actually a Bronco fan, too, so. Wow. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so. 
um, my dad was, he was, you know, he was going crazy with that game. <laughs> uh, I, I thought, um, you know, typical kind of Chargers game, you know, the defense kind of looking ready to blow it at the end like they normally <laughs> do. But um, I just think the Colts aren't there, aren't there yet with Brissett. I think, uh, I think they'll be fine down the road, but um, it, you know, I, I was pretty upset the Chargers were able to get out to the uh, one record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All on the on the weights and back of Austin Eckler. Um, <laughs> Melvin Gordon is not going to see a penny from these guys. He uh, might as well just come back now, you know, just prove his worth. I mean, if there's uh, – I, I understand with Melvin Gordon's holdout, he is one of the most – one of the better – he's a top five running back. But it's what I've just hammered all along and why I still don't like Josh Jacobs in the first round is that you can plug and play any of these guys. You can do it. Look, Austin Eckler's doing it. Who the hell is Austin Eckler? I mean, probably some people listening know him, but no one really, like, prepped him up like that. Look, he's over there doing what Matt, what um, what Melvin Gordon was doing all last season. He pretty much – and I had him on my fantasy team, so my <laughs> phone's blowing up. Just I'm like, oh, my God, this guy's getting Melvin Gordon looks. And I'm watching, like, they're just keying in on – what game was I watching when that game went on? Whatever – oh, I was watching uh, the, the Niners-Bucks at 1 o'clock, and they were showing the the uh, Colts-Chargers, and every time I tuned in, it was like, Austin Eckler to the house, Austin Eckler to the house. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, this guy, he is a really good running back, can do both catch at the backfield, running between the tackles solidly. You know, and Rivers is going to be old man Rivers like we know he is. That offense looks like it didn't skip a beat. The fact that they put up 30 points against that good defense. Make no mistake, the Colts are a phenomenal defense. Still going to be a top-five defense. But, yeah, like Brad said, because with, they had Jacoby Brissett, who's still not there yet, that's that's kind of probably why they lost. You know, you put Andrew Luck there, they're smoking the Chargers, I think, especially yeah, yeah, since they don't have absolutely. Derwin James back there. You know, they're missing some key rotational players. You know, Russell Kuhn on the offensive line, um, I don't know how what the sack number were. But I'm surprised they didn't make enough more noise than that. But that's probably because the Colts don't really have a, a, a phenomenal pass rest themselves. They're just overall great. But yeah, the Chargers looking like they're still going to be a very good team in this league. Yeah, yeah. that'd be good. Gordon's yeah, got to get on the phone with his agent, though. <laughs> he, he sits out a few more games. It's, it's not going to be good for his pocket. No, it's yeah. not. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, I mean, hit the nail on the top of the head. You know, I think the biggest storyline from them was. Austin Eckler and you know the Melvin Gordon situation not exactly looking good for Melvin Gordon but you know I will say you know we or everyone talked about the Colts and how much or expected them to struggle especially offensively without Andrew Luck and I mean they still put up a good amount of points against the Chargers and I think that's a good sign for the Raiders because I mean if Jacoby Brissett's tearing up the Chargers defense and not quite the same light as Gardner Minshew um, tearing up the Chiefs defense, but you got to think Carr can do it as well. So good, good overall. I'd say good weekend for the Raiders. You know, a lot, a lot to be happy about and a lot to look forward to in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Well, all right. Um, you know, big thank you to Brad for coming on today. A little bit of shorter episode with that Monday night game. You know, as you guys can tell, Jose might have uh, chanted it. Um, We'll just say it, fuck AB <laughs> a couple times, a uh, little lost voice. But uh, Brad, thanks again for coming on. Um, where can the people find you, Brad? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at B-W-E-I-S-S-2330. 
um, and just check out Just Blog Baby. And, yeah. uh, you know, before before I go, I just want to, um, you know, send out prayers to Neron Ball and his family. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. He passed away today at 27, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is extremely terrible. Uh, prayers going out to Trent Brown, too. He's his teammate. And yeah. um, just, uh, you know, thank you, too, uh, for everything you do with Just Blog Baby, the site. You guys are definitely uh, an asset uh, for me, and uh, I appreciate you. No problem. Thank you, yeah, man. Looking forward to having you back on again soon, Brad. For sure. Absolutely. Off top, man. All right, brothers. Thanks a lot. No problem. All right. All right, Jose. And where can the good people find you? At Jay Sanch underscore 21. People get at me. All right. And you can find me on Twitter at Holder 95 Follow the pod at SweepFly. Emails up, flysweeppod at gmail.com. And, of course, give us those five-star reviews. Drop your Raider moments in the comments. Wherever you guys listen, we're also up for feedback, too. If you guys want to see anything you want to improve on the show, let us know. You know, you guys are our sounding board, and, and this is for you guys. We're giving it to you. That's our gift. All right. Until next week. Hey, loves it. <laughs>